you will, turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 10. I've got a very short, oh yeah, kids, you're, you're dismissed for now. I got a, you know, I, I knew that we were going to do this, and uh, so my message isn't long. I won't be preaching till 2 or 3 o'clock, but um, uh, <laughs> it's an important message. Um, it's missions month. Really, we should be missions-minded all the time. And, and just a, a few things about Corey and Jessica. Um, I've known them, wow, for a lot longer than they were associated with Sunshine. Uh, back in the day when I was a youth pastor here, I ended up getting voted to be the director of youth camps because I found a really great facility. And we did youth camp with several other churches, and they were part of another church and met them there. Um, Jessica will give her testimony that it was at camp uh, on a rainy day that we showed a movie and that movie she began feeling a call to missions that's cool because I've the one that bought the movie um, Corey worked here as a, uh, 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 an intern they did their mission internship here they're very familiar with living in that back building we're just going to make it nicer than when they lived there um, for them um, Actually, I think Jessica and one of, uh, one of my daughters, I think Laurel, they were pen pals even. So there's a long history there with them. And let me tell you, they are an amazing couple. They work hard. And uh, we need to just uh, continue that God's using them there and uh, keep them in prayer all the time. Mark chapter uh, 10, verse 13 to 16 says, and they brought young children to him that he should touch them, and his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased, and he said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, and he put his hands upon them, and he blessed them. You know, it was customary at that time for children to bring their, or for parents to bring their kids to um, uh, the teacher or the rabbi, and he would bless them and touch them. And, and it's amazing to me that the disciples, they just messed up. They, they, what, I don't know what they are thinking. Now, you know, why would the disciples tell all these people, keep those kids away? Don't bother Jesus. He doesn't need to have those kids around him. I don't think Jesus is too happy about that. We'll talk about that in a little bit more in a few minutes. But you would think they would have just figured something out. Because just the chapter before, when they were all fighting about who's going to be the greatest. Yeah, I'm going to be the greatest. No, you're going to be the greatest. No, I'm going to be the greatest. Jesus corrected them and said, if they want to be great, you need to be a servant. And then in, in verse 36, after some of that, he says this, And he took a child and set them in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms and said unto them, Whosoever receive one of such children in my name receiveth me, and whosoever shall receive me receiveth not me but him that sent me. You would think... That after the, knowing that just a little bit of time ago, they would not get too upset and try to keep kids away from Jesus. Because, you, you know, we just don't want to bother Jesus. Jesus, it was no bother for him to deal with children. 
In fact, there's no bother for him to deal with, with people, except maybe that religious crowd. And um, the disciples did this over and over again. In Mark 15, and I know we haven't got there. I'm sorry, Matthew 15. Uh, there's another thing. Jesus is in the area of Tyre and Sidon, and, and there was a woman, a Canaanite woman came, and she cried on him saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. You read the rest of that, you find out Jesus heals that daughter. He was testing in that, 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 that woman's daughter, even though she was a Gentile. There's the disciples. Yeah, just stay away from Jesus. Get out of the way. You're just a bother. Mark 6, 35, pretty much the same thing. Um, it was, <laughs> it was, this was the time he fed uh, 5,000. Um, and he says, well, let's go get some food. And no, we don't have anything. Send them away. These disciples, I don't know what they're thinking, but they were probably thinking something like, well, look, we're, we're, we're protecting him. We're, we're trying to help him be more efficient with his time. We're kind of helping him. They thought they were helping him maybe. But they were keeping people from coming to know the Savior of the world. You guys ever have any of those type of things happen to you? You know, that happens to me quite a bit. People try to protect me from other people. And I don't, get to be, I don't get to be a blessing to them. Especially kids. Kids can come see me anytime. As we are allowing um, the county to use our facilities uh, to vaccinate people, let me tell you something. It's a little, um, there's a little friction. There's a little uh, difficulties. There's a little challenges. But we're allowing people to come they get exposed to this, our auditorium. We need to, we're being kind. We're, we're sending a message in the name of Christ. A little bit. we got to remember why we are doing what we're doing. And, and we're sometimes, as adults, we tend to think we got to protect people. Mm, I don't think that Jesus needed protecting. Jesus thought the children were important, even though the disciples didn't think they were important. And Jesus became a little bit indignant. It says that he was much displeased. That's kind of, he became, I'll just put it this way in our language, he was ticked off at the disciples. He rebuked them in front of everybody for getting in the way. He announced that the, the children were, 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 were better kingdom examples than the adults were. Warren Wiersbe says this, we tell the children to behave like adults, but Jesus tells the adults to model themselves after children. You see, if we're going to know and come to know Christ, the Bible tells us that we have to be humble as children. Let me give you some facts and figures about children coming to know Christ. There are kids that are uh, like birth to four years old. Only about 1% of them come to know Christ. Gretchen made her profession of faith first at four years old. Laurel made her profession of faith at four years old. Zach made their professions of faith at four years old. 
as they got a little older, they wanted to be sure they understood correctly, but four-year-olds can, can understand. The next group are 5 to 14-year-olds. 85% of the people who come to know Christ fall within this range of 5 to 14 years old. 85% of the people that come to know Christ are between 5 and 14. It doesn't leave a lot left for the rest, does it? The 15 to 30-year-olds, 10%. After 30 years old, only 4% of people come to know Christ. Why is that? Well, the older and smarter we get, the dumber we get. The less faith we have. We don't know how to become a, a child. <sighs> you think us think about this. When we enter God's kingdom by faith, like a child, we need to become helpless. We are unable to save ourselves. We are totally dependent on the mercy and the grace of God. But you, we, as we get older, think, I can handle this. I'll take care of it. I'm smart enough. I can work my way there. I can do. You need to be humble as a child. So this morning, let me just explain something. We have got to reach children with the gospel. We talk about the next generation. One of the reasons the next generation is not as strong as maybe the generation before is has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with we've not done a good job reaching the children and discipling them. So if you can come up here, we're going to teach you some things. How do we, how do we reach children? Well, this morning I'm going to teach you how to share the gospel with a child. That's you. You're the only child, huh? There you go. I would have had them come with you and go back to front, front to back. You see, <clears throat> we're giving y'all something. We're giving you a bracelet today. And on that bracelet is several colors called the wordless book some of y'all are really familiar with that some of you may not be but I'm going to teach you this morning how to use these bracelets and the colors and by the way there's a little track going along with it because you're not going to remember everything I tell you this morning but that little track covers the colors and I want to tell you that using this method of reaching children is powerful and many many children at Good News Club and outreach events have trusted Christ using this method. And I'm going to give you one more little secret about this. If you can tell a child the gospel with this method, it is really simple to tell an adult with this method. People go all the time, well, I don't know how to share, I don't know how to share the gospel. It's really not difficult. It's really not, while they're, while they're distributing, I'll take a few things to say. Now, let me talk to you. <clears throat> you Some of you have children, great-grandchildren, um, nephews, nieces that are children, that are little kids. When you talk to these little kids, 
do you talk to them uh, in adult language or do you speak childrenese? <laughs> childrenese is what works, right? If I talk to my five-year, my soon-to-be five-year-old grandson and start talking to him about propitiation, he's going to look at me like I'm crazy. By the way, if I talk to you about propitiation, much you will look at me like I'm crazy. But that's a good word. It's in the Bible. When you talk to a child and you talk about God being holy, you know what a child's going to think about? He's got, God's got holes in him. Because, you know, children are pretty literal. So we can't use great big words, and we can't, we have got to explain concepts. We've got to talk like a child. By the way, that's insulting to some adults to make it that simple. I think that's one of the reasons adults don't come to know Christ as often is because they just reason it can't be that simple. It just can't be that simple. All right. Everybody have a bracelet? All good? All right, let's start off with, that, with the first color. Yellow or gold. Gold stands for God. Why do you think we're using gold? Because God lives in heaven, and this Bible tells us that the streets of heaven are made of gold. And the thing we want to talk about and tell a child is, you have to understand, this God, he made you. He created everything. Do you guys realize that, that God created you? He made you. He made you the way he wants you. And that better than that, than what he made, is he loves you. By the way, he didn't just make you. He made everything. He made the mountains and the trees and the puppies. And he made you. And he loves you. The Bible says in, in John 3.16, just that first part, it says, For God so loved the world. The world is all the people in the world. It's people like me, and it's people like you. In fact, for God so loved Jesse. He loves you, Jesse. And he made heaven. And this is a beautiful, perfect place. Oh, by the way, that God that made everything, oh, he lives there. And the Bible says the streets are made out of gold, and there's a river, and there's trees, and it's beautiful. And, 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 oh, man, there's some really cool things in heaven. Now, I want you to understand something. Our God, he's holy. Now, that doesn't mean he has holes in him. No, that means he always does what's right. Always does what's right. And because of that, no sin can be where God is. Because, see, heaven is holy, too. There's a couple things that can never be in heaven. That's tears, that's sadness, and that's sin. And that's what this dark page tells us about. It's sin. It's a dark page. The Bible says that, that sin is anything that you think, anything that you say, or anything that you do 
that displeases God. Oh, Brother Jim, Mr. Jim, what are something, what's something we may say that would displease God? Oh, yeah, gossiping, talking about somebody else. Yeah, that, would, that, that doesn't please God, does it? Because he loves everybody. What, what, what's something we might do, Miss Donna? What's something we might do that would displease God? Not doing your chores, yeah. Miss Marilyn, you need to quit taking things from your sister, Jan. <laughs> Bible calls that stealing, and that's not right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's for sure. And, and, and Eric, you've got to stop telling people things that aren't true because that's called lying, and, and, and God's not happy with that. We even think things bad. Do you realize that? We even think things bad that, that, that God doesn't approve of. And the Bible tells us that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means that everybody has done something that displeases God or said something that displeases God or, or, or has thought something that displeases God. And because of that, we can't be with him. In fact, the Bible even teaches us that, that we are born with a want to do wrong. Brother Larry, did you have to teach Joyce how to do wrong? She's not in here, so I can't get yelled at. Where'd, my, where'd Gretchen go? She, I was going to pick on her today. I can tell you, she didn't have to, she, I didn't have to teach her how to do things wrong. She learned how to do that all on her own. And by the way, right now, there's times I just want to do wrong. When I get some of these phone calls from people that asking me all sorts of questions about um, COVID, that I just tell them I'm a pastor. But 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 can, can I get? No, I don't know. I want to get mad and just say, "Go away." <laughs> yeah. See, I want to sometimes say things I shouldn't say. I want to. We we're born that way. And because of that, we are separated from God. We can't be in that perfect place because we aren't perfect. The Bible tells us we have to be punished for our sin. And that means we can't be with God in that perfect place. There's another place that we have to go. Because of your sin, you can't be with God because he is perfect and we're not. But do you remember something? Didn't I tell you that God loves you? Didn't I read you? Remember we read the verse, God loves you? Well, he has a plan. He has a plan to take the punishment, to take care of that punishment for you. And that's what this red page is about. This red page is the solution to our sin problem. This red page, it's about Jesus, God's perfect son. He is, Jesus Christ is the son of God, and he never did anything wrong. Now, remember, and Christmas, it wasn't that long ago, we had Christmas and we celebrated Jesus coming, being born and coming into this world. 
Well, he didn't stay a baby. He grew up to be a man. And he never did anything wrong. He never said anything wrong. He never even thought anything wrong. He's God's perfect son. And God's perfect son, oh my goodness, he took your punishment. He took my punishment willingly. He took the punishment for sin when he died on the cross. Just a couple weeks, we're going to have Easter. And we're going to do a drive through Easter. And we're going to have some crosses out there. And we're going to have an empty tomb out there. And we're going to see that, 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 that Jesus took all the punishment. And he paid for it with his blood. He died for us. He died for you. He died for me. Book of Hebrews says, and without the giving of blood, there is no remission. There is no forgiveness. So Jesus gave his blood so we could be forgiven. He died, but he rose again. Bible tells us, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that, that, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Jesus died on that cross. They put him in a tomb and he came out of that tomb and he's in heaven today. He's in heaven today and he's preparing a place for us. He's a preparing a place for you. And now because of what the Lord Jesus for, did for you, you can have your sins forgiven. That's what this clean page is about. <laughs> the, uh, the Bible says in 1 John 1.12, As many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You see, the Bible says that, one, we can become a child of God. We have to believe on his name to be a child of God. And you know, it's really as easy as ABC. It's admitting that you're a sinner. Now, Miss Donna, you told me you didn't do your chores when your parents told you that. And Jim, little Jimmy, you told me that, 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 that you sometimes talk bad about other people. Miss Marilyn, we don't even go start there. Thank goodness I'm forgiven. You see, we have to admit that we've done things wrong. We have to, it, it's just that we have to admit it. And then we have to believe in Jesus. That he died, that he was buried, and that he rose again for us. We have to believe. Ask him to be our Savior. Ask for that forgiveness. You see, it's really simple. You see, Miss Isabel, I got a dollar for you. 
This is your dollar. Do you believe this dollar is for you? Yeah. Okay. Well, this dollar is right here for you. This dollar is right here. You believed that that dollar was yours, and it was yours when you got, got it. Now, if I was kept it in my pocket, it wouldn't be yours. Enjoy. I don't know what you can get for a dollar anymore. My wife won't let me have bills that big. <laughs> she probably doesn't know I have those ones. <laughs> you see, that's what it's about. Admit, believe, and take that gift. Would you like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior today? Let me tell you, there's someone in this room today that's you never trusted Christ why don't you humble yourself as a child admit that you sinned believe that Jesus died on that cross was buried and rose again and then receive or take that free gift you want to ask a couple more questions you want to pray with the child. And you want to give them a little bit of insurance. Ask them, whose child are you now? Many has received him. To them he came the power to become the sons of God. You're God's child now. Well, how do you know? Well, as Dale received Jesus he gave Dale the power to become the son of God. Use them there. And you know, the Bible teaches us in the book of Hebrews, it says, I will never leave you. Or if you do it this way, I will never leave you. It also says in Hebrews 13, 6, that I will be your helper. always there for you once you receive Jesus as your savior you're not done no we're not done we got the green color hey Bob what does green remind you of something that you and your brother Bob do every Monday uh, and it'll probably be starting pretty soon. You, it's grass that grows, right? Yes. And that's what God wants for us. He wants us to grow. And here's some of the things that will help us grow. Because you see, even though now you have all your sin forgiven, you're not going to be perfect. You're just not going to be perfect. You're going to do some things and say some things and think some things that you shouldn't think that displeases God. But the Bible has an answer for that too. It says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see, remember, 
sometimes you do things wrong and you would get your dad or mom would get upset with you. They didn't stop being your dad or mom, did they? And they never stopped loving you, did they? No. But your relationship wasn't too good. But when you admitted and you said that you were sorry for the things you did wrong, weren't those hugs the best then? That's what God's provided for us there. He wants you to confess your sin. When you do wrong, just tell on yourself. It's okay to be a tattletale on yourself to God. Pray. You can talk to God anywhere at any time. It's important to talk to God. Anywhere, anytime, about anything. And you need to grow. G is for go to church. Wow. It's great to bring, to go to church because at church they teach you about Jesus and they teach you more about the Bible and all the things that you need to know so that you, well, there's something else you need to do. You need to read God's Word. That's the Bible. That's God's Holy Word. You need to read God's Word if you're going to grow. But not only do you need to read it, you need to obey it. See, it doesn't do us any good to know something if we don't obey it. So we go to church, we read God's word, we obey God's word, and we witness, we tell others about what Jesus did for us, how he forgave our sins because he died on a cross and rose again, and we're going to go to heaven and live in the place where there's streets of gold. Does that seem too difficult? Does that seem too difficult? Presenting the gospel in a simple way, allowing a child, allowing an adult to call on Jesus, to believe in Jesus, gets them into heaven. So how do we reach children with the gospel? We learn to share the gospel. And then we go to where children are. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. We go. We go to the middle schools. We go to the elementary schools. We go to the high schools. We might be challenged a little bit with the COVID thing. We've not been able to get in schools and do the ministry we have had such great success at. God's provided us with a, a, another vehicle, and we may be able to um, start picking up kids and bringing them here one day a week so that they too can know the gospel and go to heaven. Be praying about that and discussions on how to get that together. And that means that the Good News Club team We'll have to come together a little bit, maybe for just about six weeks. We'll see what happens. Just be praying about that. But we need to go where they are. Younger, younger families, engage in things. If your kids are in sports, be a coach so you can get to talk to kids. We need to go. Older folks, you could probably, I found out uh, my grandson, um, 
he's going to be learning how to play soccer, and he's going to be learning how to play basketball. Uh, now, his mom and dad are both real good basketball players, even though they're little. They were really good. And I'm hoping Ezra will get some of that. I bought him a basketball and a soccer ball yesterday. That's going to be his birthday presents. I sure wish he'd learn to play baseball because that's my sport. But uh, <laughs> go where kids are. we got to go. Oh, by the way, as you're wearing those bracelets, somebody's going to go, that's interesting. What's that all about? Oh, well, let me tell you. You see this gold color? That's about God. He's in heaven. The Bible says that, that, that the streets are made out of gold in heaven. And, and you know what? God loves you and he made you. And but we can't get to heaven because we're not perfect. Because that, see, that's what this dark color is all about. It's a sin. You know, we've done all sorts of things that displease God. We think things, we say things, we do things. Remember, what God said, I told you, God loves us. That's what the red color is about. He loves us so much. He sent his son, Jesus, who gave his blood and died on a cross, was buried, and he rose again the third day. And, and, and this clean color, if you will believe in Jesus Christ, you will admit that you're your sin and that you will believe in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that you will be cleansed of all of that darkness and you'll be clean like snow. Oh, and the green, once you do that, you need to grow. You need to, to go to church. You need to, to, to read your Bible. You need to obey what the Bible says. You need to go tell others what, you just, what I just told you so more people can be in heaven, that perfect place. Huh, you can cut that down to pretty quick, can't you? See, we are missionaries' helpers. Sometimes we get stuck on the, the praying and the giving and not so good with the going. I'm now giving you a tool that you can go and share the gospel with every creature. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you that the gospel is simple enough for a young child to understand. Father, help us to be obedient in sharing the gospel, not only with children, but with everyone. And Lord, I pray if there's one here that has never, as a child, called on you, believed in you, that they would do so even now. That they, in their hearts, would reach out to you, admitting their sinfulness, believing in what you have done. Lord, and help us as a ministry, as a church, as a body of believers here in this place to do all we can to share this gospel with everyone we can in obedience to you and for your glory. In Jesus' name.